Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week. Here it is. June 21st, 1997. Wow, time's flying by. Yeah. Yeah, summer's in full swing. It is. It's the first official day of summer. Oh, yeah, that's right. How, how exciting. It's and the fun. summer solstice. <laughs> so tonight we sacrifice a goat. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no. You freak. Well, it's the solstice. We gotta do something. Barbecue. There you go. Barbecue goat. No. We do not need to involve goats in our summer plans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is stick in the mud? Oh, I know. I mean, you know, what do you want to do? A donkey show? Like, <laughs> Wow. What's the difference between a donkey and a goat? What? <laughs> What's the difference? Do you have eyes? Yeah. A donkey is the product of a horse and a mule. Oh, okay. I think. And a goat is a completely different animal. <laughs> you might as well ask me what's the difference between a zebra and a bunny. What's the difference between a zebra and a bunny? I don't. <laughs> they're both mammals. Yeah, the one's a rodent. Okay. One's not. There you go. I, yeah, I understand goats are, but see, goats and sheep are more related. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Donkeys are way bigger. And have you ever seen Pinocchio? Yeah, they all turn into donkeys. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, you got it. A classic dial line of dialogue. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Uh, you have any news for us today? No. Didn't the uh, Metro Time subscription start? No, July. Oh, damn. Yeah. Next week, probably. No, next week won't be July yet. The week after next week. There you go. <laughs> we'll have it then. Don't worry about it until then. <laughs> That's it's okay. Been, it's been good so far this summer, though. It has. Not much news has happened. It's been quiet. Too quiet. No, but, I mean, nothing's really going on in the world. But, like, the movie that we saw was awesome enough and gave us enough that I, I think it's okay if we don't have news this week. It was a good movie. It's a very good movie. It's got uh, Nicolas Cage. What? What? It's got Nicolas Coppola. No. Yeah, that's his name. No. Yes, it is. What? His name is Nicholas Coppola. It's his real name. So he's, he's Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. Were you not aware of that? No. Yeah. I'm also not very much aware of who Francis Ford Coppola is. Like, he directed The Godfather. Okay. And The Godfather Part Two. Because like I recognized his name, but like I didn't know anything about him. I can't picture him. But I guess he's I'm not Hollywood royalty. To. Apocalypse Now. Okay, I've never seen that. Apocalypse Then Now, right? Sure. <laughs> they had to change the name from Apocalypse Now to Apocalypse <clears throat> Then. <laughs> the movie's old now. Right. 
Yeah, Nicholas Coppola. But he goes by Nicholas Cage. Correct. He's in it. So it was... Jonathan Travolta's in it. Mm-hmm. So we've got Leaving Las Vegas and uh, uh, Greece. Yeah. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. There you go. Makes a little more. <laughs> it's a little more relevant. And those are both movies that we've talked about. So, yeah. look who's talking. We haven't talked about look who's talking. But look who is talking. It's us. <laughs> That's what we should have named the show. Look who's talking. Oh jeez. <laughs> That's our whole life. What? You're talking all the time. What? <laughs> all right, you need to do some talking right now. Okay. I'll, I'll be right back. What? Yeah, fill some Where time. Where are you going? Fill some time for a second. No. Hey, that's not fair. So you can't just leave me. He left me. He's left the room. So I don't know. I mean, I guess I can talk about the movie by myself. <laughs> we saw a face off. And it was a pretty creepy movie. I mean, awesome, hilarious, but weird and creepy. And I'm still trying to uh, fill in the time here. Hi. Hey, I'm back. What the frick? Welcome back there, sir. I'm cooking. He's not cooking. He's lying to I'm you. doing other things. Well, you shouldn't be doing any other things while we're... Uh, Making our show. That's how professional this show is. <laughs> anyway, we yeah. watched Face Off. We like did I watch said, Face Off. it was creepy and weird. But what was also creepy good. about it? What's creepy about it? They took off his face and then That's put true. on another face. And then, like, can John I, Travolta is pretending to can be. Can I try? Can I try on that face? Please. And then John Travolta is pretending to be Nicolas Cage and like talking about like wanting to fuck his daughter. So yeah, that was pretty fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah. I think that wins the award for creepy. I don't know. I think it's funny. At one point, you turned to me and you're like, "This is a bad guy." It's like, I yeah, said he's a monster. No kidding. <laughs> he's a fucking terrorist. <laughs> like, what did you expect out of this character? I don't know. He's Nicolas Cage, so I thought he'd be charming. Wow. Well, he's usually charming. Put the bunny in the box. What? Put the bunny in the box. What the fuck are you talking about? It's from Con Air. We watched it two weeks ago. Put the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Apparently, I have many things to say. So, well, I'm glad. <laughs> one thing that I thought was great about this movie is basically... Most of the movie is just John Travolta doing his best Nicolas Cage impersonation <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. But apparently they spent two weeks together. Oh, really? Yeah, they spent two weeks together before they started to film, learning to learn how to play each other. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. They came up with some vocal characteristics and you know how Nicolas Cage talks. Right, right. Sometimes it's slow and then it gets crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, like when he was in prison. But no, wait. But that, not. that was Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> he looked just like him. Did a, they did a great job. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. 
Now, originally this movie, because this movie's older, I mean, it's, it's new now, but the script for this movie has been around for a while, apparently. And originally it was supposed to be um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, Nicol- and Nicolas Cage, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Interesting. And then they tried places. I, I mean, like, I think body-wise that would make more sense. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that it's... I want to see Sylvester Stallone do an Austrian accent. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't picture either one of them playing uh, Nicolas Cage's role. I can mm. picture them playing John Travolta's role. Sure. But not I think Nicolas Cage had to do this one. In that in in that scenario I think that I think that um Sylvester Sloan has to be the terrorist. Okay. And Schwarzenegger's gotta be the cop, I think. I can see that. Although, I mean, you know, Schwarzenegger uh did pretty good with like Terminator, you know. Right. Being the good guy. Terminator two being the good guy. Yeah. That's yeah. what I said. He'd be the good guy. Yeah. Okay. I'm agreeing with you. Oh I'm agreeing with you. Are you so used to we, me arguing that you don't know what it, what's happening when I say yes? We need Hansel and Gretel in your brain <laughs> to follow the fucking breadcrumbs of ideas. Because I have no idea what's going on. ADHD. Live and at work right here. Um... So, yeah, the, okay, let's start with the premise of this movie. Okay. Which is batshit insane. So, the movie starts out, John Travolta is with his little boy, maybe, what, about three, four? Oh, no, he was five. Five Five-year-old boy. And he's on a carousel, and then you see Nicolas Cage in the bushes with a a sniper rifle. Mm -hmm. Looking very dapper. (laughs) And... Did he, you notice that little mustache that he's yeah, got? Yeah, it was awful. That's uh, that's an homage. An homage to what? Um, it's an homage to uh, another movie. A um, so apparently this is another this is another piece of uh, of trivia that I have. Um, Nicolas Cage is a big Chow Young Fat fan, and um, John Woo, who directed this movie, said. That he could decide the makeup for the beginning of the film. Okay. And he decided to do a mustache similar to uh, an assassination scene in the movie uh, The Killer from 1989. Okay. Yeah. Weird. It's Young Fat. Okay. So he's trying to shoot John Travolta, who's a cop, mm-hmm. and he's a terrorist. But instead, he shoots him. But he also shoots his child because his child was, like, in his arms or, like, in front of him or whatever. He shoots him. It's like a through and through. He shoots yeah. him through the chest. It goes through him and, and kills And through son. his son. Well, we don't see the wound, really. There's a, bla- a blood splatter on the horse, like, as though it had, you know, gone through. Wow. Uh, All right. So, yeah. And then he's, like, it's kind of gross. He's, like, on the ground convulsing. And then crawling over to his dead child. It was very, very... It was emotional. It's a lot. So this is why he hates him. I mean, this is why John Travolta's character hates Nicolas Cage's character. Why Nicolas Cage is trying to kill him in the first place isn't really explained other than they're, you know, 
good guy, bad guy. They're rivals. He's a terrorist. He's an FBI agent. What else do you need? But why? Like, you know, I mean, they don't just run around, like, taking out FBI agents. Like, that seems like a Ooh, weird... Who doesn't? The bad guys of the world. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, like, just rounding them up and killing them. Like, you know. No. They're, they're stalking them at carnivals. at <laughs> weird car- children. At weird carnivals where there are only those two present. Oh, yeah. Did you notice that's that? weird. No, I didn't until you pointed it out. That's very weird. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. He cleared out a carnival for a day. So Maybe Nicolas Cage uh, wanted his son to be able to go to that carnival. Maybe. And he was pissed off. There's his motivation. But So then it's, what, six years later, it says? Ten years later or something, something like that? Something like that. Who cares? Yeah. What? Who cares? I care. Okay. Fuck. Obviously. I didn't, you know, bring a pad, a, a pad of paper and a pen to the movie theater, so... No, you should. You know, back off. <laughs> anyway, it's further in the future now, and yep. I think we're... Sub- That's how time works. I, I think <laughs> we're supposed to believe that John Travolta was a cool, interesting, normal person before this event happened, but we have no indication of that, really, of what his personality was actually like before. But he is a jerk now. Like, he's miserable, and he Mm. wants everybody else to be miserable. Yeah, he's a a bad boss. Bad to his employees. Yeah, he got some kind of, like, award, and they're, they're, like, clapping for him. He's like, what 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 is this? What is this? And then, yeah. then he brings the whole party down by listing a bunch of like people who died. Like, okay, died. this is for all these people who aren't with us anymore. Like, okay, man. I love how uh, I said, "Let's talk about the premise of the film," <laughs> and you are painstakingly just recreating the film. <sighs> so they get into it and get into what a fight. And, <laughs> and Nicholas Cage's character. Nicholas Cage and John Travolta get in. But it was a real fight because they, they both wanted uh, the last panini at the craft services table. <laughs> and John Wu said, let's film this. <laughs> John Travolta's character wins against Nicholas Cage's character. He is in a coma. Yeah, in the movie. But. There's a bomb planted somewhere in L.A., and they don't know where, and so they get the idea to send him into You know, the- here's the thing, though. If you're going to... You told me to go broad strokes. I'm going broad strokes. What am I doing wrong now? I wanted to... <laughs> I wanted to first of all, I, I just wanted to talk about the, the concept of the movie in general, but that's what I meant by the premise. But if you're... Uh, <laughs> if you're... If you're kind of going through the movie there, you're you're skipping over uh one of the best parts, the uh the rude butt grab. I'm not going through the movie. I was going through the movie, and now I'm just giving the premise of the movie. Nicolas Cage's character is in a coma, so they take his face and put it on John Travolta's character so that he can get information about where the bomb is. There, done. Premise. You must have been really good at writing papers in school, right? <laughs> Yeah, I was. You can stretch out ideas. Jesus. The premise of this movie is that they remove surgically Nicolas Cage's face and put it on John Travolta's body 
and vice versa happens. Yes. Spoiler. Well, eventually. Not right away. No. They leave Nicolas Cage without a face <laughs> while he's in a coma. That's 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 rude right there. <laughs> leave somebody without a face. Well, I think, you know, they're anticipating he's not going to wake up. How'd you wait, like waking up without a face? Oh, my God. That's like one of the most horrible. Like, if, if you didn't hate him so much, it would have been really hard to watch. <laughs> but it's kind of good to watch him suffer. Yeah. But he sounds like some kind of monster, like the Crypt Keeper. Like, uh, the Crypt what? <laughs> the Crypt Keeper. Did you say the Crypt Creaker? Keeper. <laughs> Jeez. You see how mean he is to me, people? He was creaky, I guess. <sighs> That's what he sounds like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? We're talking I'm about, just thinking how- about the Crypt Keeper now. The premise of the movie. So, <laughs> this is the type of thing where it's like we could really, if we wanted to, get into the weeds about this and really nitpick the shit out of this. Because mm-hmm. it's clear, it's clearly bullshit. Well, yeah. And it's what the plot of the movie hinges on. It requires a large suspension of disbelief. What about their difference in their obvious difference in heights? Well, but see, they they did address a lot of it. Like they hand waved a lot of it. They they said you know they're, oh, they're basically they're giving him uh, plastic surgery so that he's thinner, like John Travolta, or John Travolta yeah, is thinner like, like Nicholas Cage. Cage, right? So like I'd be happy about that, and I wouldn't want to change back. I would want to keep the thinner body especially because liposuction the fat doesn't come back so nice. they suck those love handles out they're not coming back all right well he's forced to be thin for the rest of his life but he's not because at the end of the movie he's still chubby yeah well because it's bullshit right and like like he had a scar that they had to cut off and he's like i want you to put it back when it's over which is weird yeah, how do you cut a scar off and put it back. And my, speaking of how do you, how do you take somebody's face off, mm-hmm. put a new face on, and there's no marks, no right. scars at all. Right. It's the best plastic surgery in the world. Like, that's not possible. Yeah. The, this guy wasn't a surgeon. He was a fucking uh, magician. Right. A sorcerer. <laughs> but we're supposed to believe he did it. Yeah. The thing is, is the movie's good enough and the performances are good enough that you can you can forget about that stuff. Suspend your disbelief. What's that mean? <laughs> Explain to the people what suspending your disbelief means. <laughs> Buying into the bullshit so that you can follow the movie. Kind of like when we started dating. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) Um, So, yeah, let's talk about these characters. By the way, uh, very clever, uh, some some very clever things here. We've got Castor and Pollux Troy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Castor and Pollux are stars in Gemini, the twin stars. And I guess they're twins or whatever. Are they twins? Because they said he was the big brother. I don't know. I don't think they're twins. Okay. Well, anyway, that's... It's... <laughs> you can see the relationship there. Yeah. 
Then we've got John Archer or Sean Archer. Yeah, Sean. The and the Archer Sagittarius is the Archer, and it's exactly it's diametrically opposed from. Gemini. Now, if you've been listening to our show for any period of time, you know that Mark thinks it's bullshit. So, what do I think is bullshit? Um, astrology. Okay, but we're talking about literary like reference. I mean, that's what it is. I don't think it's bullshit. Good for you. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> Mark's a Mark's a Scorpio. Can uh-huh. you tell? So, were you rooting for Castor and Pollux Troy then? No, because you're all Gemini's, presumably. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Because I'm not a bitch. So let's talk. About, let's talk about. So you're not Gina Gershon, huh? She's not a bitch. She's rooting for him. Mm. Let's talk about the character. So let's go, Castor. Troy first. Okay. As a character. Sure. What do we think? Caster is Nicolas Cage, yes? Yes. Okay. So he Paul is Lex a, is the weird one. He's a you know, vile person. He, you know, uh, by the way, real quick, they asked Mark Wahlberg to be Pollux Troy. I could see that. Yeah, I could see it too. Yeah, yeah so he's a vile. Me? What? <laughs> what? What bomb? What bomb are you talking about? Where? What? <laughs> we we got we got a bomb, Kiesta? You think you're so funny? It's awesome when you crack yourself up like this. <laughs> Somebody else has got to be laughing out there, right? <laughs> Late <laughs> P nineteen ninety four at aol Tell us if you're laughing about confused Mark Wolper. <laughs> Where's the bomb? What? Where? What? Bomb? Who said, who said anything about a bomb? Say hi to your mother for <laughs> So, so Caster. Caster. Vile, huh? Yeah. Pretty vile. Because... His part of the story after he kills a child is then... That's true. That is our introduction to him. <laughs> child murderer. Then he, although he looks, like like you said he, before, he looks sad about it, but I don't think he was. He um, looks kind of like... Eh. Like, oops. Maybe he was... Same reaction that Captain Crunch did when he accidentally put all berries in the box. Right. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no, but then he is impersonating a priest mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah and for, for no reason, really. Was it was it that that much easier for him to plant the bomb? Dressed as a priest? Well, it must have been. I mean, first of all, imagine. He, he's, okay, okay, let me close my eyes. Imagine. He's hiding the bomb in that giant robe. Because, you know, that was... Oh. A, yeah, you know, okay. so that, that helps. I don't think he could do that. When we see the bomb later, I don't think that's... I don't think anyone's hiding that in a robe. And, like, why else would he be back there? Like, it gave him an excuse to be back in that area where he wouldn't normally be able to go. Where no one questions a priest, apparently, even though he's fucking headbanging. To handles the Messiah. Yeah, that was weird. What was up 
with him and this girl. The girl is singing in the choir, and yeah, she's a cute little blonde teenage girl. Clearly like 16, 17. But she's like looking at him too, like she wants to fuck him, and he's a priest. Well, he's being silly. But that was not the look she was giving him, was it? I think she was just like, I think she was taken aback at first, and then she probably was like, oh, he's attractive. Because it's Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Well, and he grabbed her ass, and she didn't seem like she minded. Like, he's a priest. We didn't I really, would mind. We didn't really see her reaction. No? No. Okay. We see his reaction. Ugh. He's obsessed with asses. He really is. Well, he's talking and, about, you know, pussy, because... He keeps know, talking about peaches and stuff. Yeah, peaches. I, th- I think that's a euphemism for ass, right? Oh. I always thought a peach was a euphemism for the vagina. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, <laughs> he does seem to be obsessed with asses. Yeah. But then later he's talking about how he can eat a peach for hours, so I just assumed that was pussy. Yeah. Because, I, mean, I mean, you wouldn't want to eat ass for hours. I mean, if you're going to eat ass at all, it's not going to be for hours, because, come on. <laughs> That's a quick bite. Right? It's not a long, <laughs> it's not a long meal. It's, that's fast food. It's a snack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh. and then later um, you know he uh, insinuates that he's going to rape John Travolta's daughter while wearing his face <laughs> which is the most twisted yes. fucked up thing I've ever heard of and he licks her he does. That's so gross. He's up. He's really into tongues too. Mm-hmm. Like he he says, "I'm going to let you suck my tongue." Like to an FBI agent. Wh- yeah, well, yeah, but he thought it was she was a stewardess. Right. But then later, when his ex is talking to John Travolta, or well, to you know, yeah. whatever. Yes. <laughs> when she's talking to him, she thinks she's talking to him. She's like, "You want me to suck your tongue?" So, like, apparently, that's like a thing that he just does. He like suck my tongue. Mm-hmm. Who does that? That's fucked up, right there. Yeah, agreed. Ugh, vile person. Yeah, tongue sucking. He's <laughs> he's not a good guy. They, no, they go they go out of their way to let us know <laughs> that the terrorist who wants to murder a bunch of people with a bomb in a church is not a good guy. Apparently the target is uh, some Supreme Court justices. Oh, okay. Interesting. That makes sense, because I was kind of wondering why he'd want to blow up a church. Right. So usually terrorists have some kind well, of it's actual at the, target. It's at the L.A. Convention Center. Oh, it wasn't a church? I think there was a church there, but it was at the L.A. Convention Center. Okay. I'm so confused. I didn't pay attention to all these little details. That's okay. That's what I'm here for. Right. Um, he doesn't seem like he cares about anybody but himself and maybe his brother. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he loves his brother. Yeah. And then uh, John Travolta gets his brother killed. Yep, good. In that, in that prison. Very or good. No. No, no, no. He kills him. Yeah, um... <laughs> No, when they when they attack the uh, the compound. So, uh, okay. So now you know. Now, I mean, you have to have seen this movie, right? You're listening to us. I would hope. Um, Nicholas Cage, Sean Archer as Nicholas Cage. 
goes to Gina Gershon's place. Like he was Gina Gershon and Nick Cassavetes. Uh you know, um John Cassavetes' son. He's sure. the he's the big bald guy. Okay. So are they together? They're brother and sister. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. And then they kiss. What? Remember they had that big kiss? What? Yeah, Cassavetes and Gina Gershon, they kiss. They're brother and sister, but they have that big open mouth kiss. What are you talking about? That happens right before he dies. But they're brother and sister? Apparently that was their idea. As like just an extra level of creepiness. What the fuck? Yeah, you didn't notice that, huh? No. Anyway, so Nicolas Cage goes there because he wants to kill John Travolta. He wants to kill Caster Troy as... You know, John Travolta. Mm-hmm. Not the actor John Travolta. But... <laughs> uh, so he's like, oh, you know, I got a plan. We'll get him at home. I'm like, how are we going to get him at home? He's like, uh, the security code or whatever. And he's like, security code's his fucking dead son's birthday. Yeah, oh, they gave him drugs, too. Yeah, they put, like, Alka-Seltzer into a class. And they were like, "These are this is drugs. They took it, and he's vaguely high. Yeah. I don't know what it was supposed to be. And then he passes out. No. He's asleep in Gina Gershon's bed. Well, yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah. But then there's, they attack. Yeah. Because Pollock's Troy is like, hey, you know, brother. Yeah, he always states his relationship to whoever he's talking to. I've noticed, though, like, some people just do that. It's weird. But he's like, yes, brother. I uh, thought we might he might drop in on some friends of ours, and he's here. So... He comes in, uh, Travolta leads a, a group of FBI agents in, and they're trying to kill him, like shoot the place up. And uh, the, the the son is there. So Gina Gershon has a son. With Castor Troy. And it's Castor Troy's son. But he didn't know. Nobody knew. Castor Troy knew, I think. But nobody else knew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think because it seemed like it was a revelation when she was telling him, not just okay. to him, but like that she was giving him this information. Okay, gotcha. And well, it was the first time he met his son. She's like, meet your dad, you know. Right. But anyway, so they start shooting it up and uh, uh, they put some headphones on him and he listens to... Uh, over Somewhere the over the rainbow, yeah. Which apparently the studio didn't want to do. So John Woo used his own money to film that scene and pay for the licensing rights for the song. Wow. Yeah. That was nice of him. Yeah. Because he, uh, you know, he he wanted this in there. I think that was perfect, though. I agree. But uh, he ends up getting away, obviously. And I think that particular scene, like, highlights the major difference between these characters because Sean Archer as... Or Pollux Troy, wait, no, okay. Sean Archer, as Pollux Troy, mm. runs into FBI agents that he knows. Right. And he knocks the guy out. He shoots and misses a couple, mm. you know, he doesn't actually hurt any of his friends. He shoots one in the leg. Right. And then you got this asshole, Caster Troy, pretending to be Sean Archer, he's blowing people away that are supposed to be his friends. Right. Because he doesn't care about anybody. Yeah. He shot that one guy in the neck. Yeah, and he kills the the one dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Cassavetes, he shoots on the neck, yeah. Yeah, so, like, he's just... Yeah, I think he also was more committed to the part. Well, here's the thing, too. I don't 
get his plan, really. He wakes up without a face. Right. Realizes, I've, you know, what's going on, and I've got to put a stop to this, so I'm going to... um. I'm going to get this, his face on me. I guess I'm also going to have the doctor do reverse liposuction on me <laughs> and make me taller somehow and, and all the other stuff they have to do, the hairline thing. Like, they went through an entire like painstaking procedure to make it plausible, and then Nicolas Cage's character in the middle of the night just gets the doctor and a couple nurses and is like, let's do this. And then he burns them all alive. Yeah. And Sean's buddy. Yeah. the Everyone that knew about this thing. Mm-hmm. They're all dead. They've all been killed. And, you know, he, like, set this whole building on fire, right? Mm-hmm. So I've got to assume that this scar would have been burnt up in the fire. What scar? That they were removed from Sean Archer. And he said, he's you know, save it and put it on later. Yeah, sure. But, like, I really think that it got destroyed. But then he conveniently is just like, you know, I don't need it anymore. Never mind. Yep. Like, glad for you, man. Good information. It's something I was thinking about, okay? That's, that's what y'all are listening for, is, like, my, my any thoughts. Any random thoughts. <laughs> I know that is the drive of the show. <clears throat> but anyway, so he, he gets them all assembled for that. And somehow it works out just miraculously right. well. Then, once he does that, he secures his brother's release. Makes sense. Then he tells him, he's like, we're, we're going, we're going to go legit. <laughs> we're going to round up and, and get all of our rivals. I, I guess there's a bunch of rival domestic terrorist teams out there. I guess. That he's going to, I don't even know what they, like, how they make money. What is this for? I don't even understand. It's not like he put that bomb in the convention center. He wasn't like, hey, give me a bunch of money or it's going to explode. He's just like, how is he making money off of this? Anyway, um, so he's like, we're going to go legit. We're going to take out all of our rivals. We're going to be, you know, he's like, and he keeps telling his brother, his brother's like, why, why are we doing this? This is, why are we being cops? And he's like, we're, you know, think about uh, what we can do uh, once we're, we're super famous, you know, and, and like respected and everything. And it's like, yeah, if you live as John Travolta the rest of your life. Which, yeah, I think that was his plan. Because, like, he... So he's trying to improve his relationship with his family. Right. Like, it's like he he walked in there and went, oh, this is fucked up. And that was probably the nicest he ever was. Yeah. Even though it's kind of creepy and rapey. But, you know, he was being nice to his wife and his daughter. Like, he saved her from getting raped and, you know, gave her a knife. Right. (laughs) And he, you know, he he wanted to bang Joan Allen a bunch. And he did. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't, so, like I said, I don't get it. So he's got to, then, then he has to live as this guy for the rest of his life. And sure, he's Times Man of the Year, you know, and all this stuff. Random FBI agent's going to be Times Man of the Year, whatever. But, um, like, what is he getting out of that? I don't understand. Why do you want to be a terrorist? What is your end game? What is the motivation for this dude? I don't know. I mean, based on before when he was just himself, it seems like his only motivation in life was uh, peaches and uh, money. You know? 
Peaches and money. <laughs> Seems that way. <sighs> so, so what's he's just going to bang Joan Allen? Well, I'm he's sure gonna, he's going to bang lots of women because that's what he does. Right. Although I think I think the implication is he'll have a harder time doing that in Sean Archer's body. But I think that John Travolta is also very attractive. Fine. You guys don't think that? Like, people out there? Like, it seems like... <laughs> it just seems like the... Is something wrong with me? The collective opinion here was that uh, Nick Cage is hotter. But no. I don't... I don't no, if I agree. Wow. Okay. Just saying. But yeah, I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't get what his what his goal is. What do you think? Uh, As Sean Archer. I think he's I don't think he's planning on getting his face back. So I think he's planning on Oh, he talks about a few times in the movie wanting to get his his face back. Wanting to, but I don't think he's thinking that's going to happen. So I think he's trying to make the best of the situation he woke up to. At one point, his boss is like, uh, Washington's just like uh, a little concerned how you're getting so much fucking information. Right. That makes sense. But he does say like they're concerned about your Gestapo tactics. So he's just uh, marching in and. Yeah. Well, yeah. like we saw the raid on this thing. It's just like, yeah. like you said, there's a child there. And they're just going in guns blazing. Yeah. It's fucked up. But I all like I also said, I believe our government would do that. Well, with Sean Archer in charge here. <laughs> I don't know. He gets a call from the President of the United States. I, I'll tell you, John Travolta is doing some great acting in this movie, though. Yeah. As Nicolas Cage. It's fantastic. Nicholas Cage is doing some great work too. It's a lot more understated. Yes, as Travolta, but you can see a definite difference in his character. Oh yeah, they're both excellent actors, and I think it's good that they chose them because Stallone and Schwarzenegger, uh, Schwarzenegger are both—they're ah! both good actors, but they're also more action hero type actors, not yeah. necessarily into the details and. I think this movie needed a more softer approach and you know, yeah, more detail oriented. There's a lot going on here besides just a big action movie. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of themes here. It's a very well-constructed film. Um, yeah, it's definitely, with Schwarzenegger and Stallone, it would have been a harder-to-understand movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, go, go get Sean Archer. <laughs> bah! Bah! That's the best sourcing impersonation ever. It's awesome, man. We got, we got to we got to get the Sean Archer. <laughs> I'm Sean Archer. <gasps> no, I'm the real Archer. What? That would have been really hard. What? Just because they do, they sound so different. Yeah. I think it would be a lot harder. It, it would be an even bigger suspension of disbelief because, like, they sound like different. Mm, too much. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, they they had that voice recorder thing that they put but in his throat. I don't think that would... And he said that, you know, it could be dislodged by even, like, a, a hard sneeze, right? right? And then immediately Nicolas Cage uh, gets into a fucking prison riot and nothing happens to it. Yeah. But eventually it does. Yeah, when they needed to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He comes up to Joe... He calls Joan Allen on the phone mm-hmm. and, like cryptically says, oh, you're the guy you're fucking's not your husband and everything. And, and 
he doesn't immediately like he could immediately say so many things that he does that he says later in the movie like stuff only he would know right but uh, he doesn't for dramatic if somebody called me and said they were you and said a bunch of stuff that only you would know i wouldn't think oh okay it's you in a different body with a different voice <laughs> you know i think where did you put him and how are you torturing him to get this information right. i'd be really scared yeah i don't know what do you think though overall very entertaining movie i thought it was great i one of the best movies of the year i mean even with the ridiculous premise it's still really really good movie. it is two nicholas cage winners in a row yeah yeah, he's got to be so busy. Like, does he ever not work? I don't know. He Just, needs to save money to buy fucking pterodactyl heads or whatever. <laughs> whatever he's spending money on. Right. He's buying Jurassic Park Islands. Oh, my. And uh, he's obsessed with comic books. I don't know if you know that. but oh, I don't know much about him, really. Yeah, he's a big Superman guy. Interesting. Supposedly, they're talking about making a Superman movie. Superman lives. I bet he wants to be in it. Yeah, he wants to talk about Nicolas Cage for Superman. Supposedly, he doesn't look like Superman. Supposedly Kevin Smith's supposed to be writing it. He doesn't look like Superman at all. No, Kevin Smith doesn't look like Superman, but... Neither does Nicolas Cage. But what does Superman look like? Uh, He looks like a Reeve. muscular dude. He can add muscle. With uh, dark curly hair and blue eyes. Oh, so you just get a different uh, different wig. I mean, you know, you know, Cage is wearing wigs. No, he's bald. He's balding. Really? Fuck yes. Huh? Okay. Yeah, that wig in uh, fucking Con Air was doing a lot of heavy. <laughs> that was interesting hair for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's the episode. I got nothing else to say. It's a fantastic movie. Go see it. Yeah, it's a very good movie. I mean, there's a lot we didn't talk about, but it's good. Yeah, I mean. There's only so much time in the day. Yeah. But if you have any questions or comments. <laughs> How's our driving? <laughs> Write us at latefee1994 at com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. And tell your friends. All right. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.